Tryna get that call up in your head again, Montana Lana. Maybe I should just go mosey my ass over to your house. What about the side of you up on the castle? Cozy, lowly, lit like rosy chicks. So you so cozy with somebody else. Get nervous, my stomach churning, burning. I'm be ready to knock some teeth out of his ass. Late night corner, we pass. Lick that switch, it get red. Used to skip out round that band. We don't go there no more. We don't see sun no more. Another episode of the Whole Nine Sports Podcast. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. That was fun. Uh, WNS underscore Brandon. Uh, you can find Whole Nine Sports on Twitter at Whole Nine Sports. That's W H O L E. Spell out the nine sports. Um, I'm riding solo for this segment. It's the week zero preview. Uh, and then you'll be hearing Dylan a little bit later when he previews the AFC East. But yeah, for now, we're just going to hit the week, uh, the week zero preview. It's been a long day. Uh, the week zero preview, where I'll be talking about Florida, Miami, and Hawaii, Arizona. And yeah, okay, so cut. And then Dylan, you could just edit this part. I'm just going to... I'm going to talk about... I'm going to mention your preview. And then I'm just going to go into straight speaking, just so you know. Um... Okay. I don't know what to say about your preview. Uh, thanks, Dylan, for that preview. Uh, I'm sorry, I hate myself. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna call it fun. So just don't suck. Like, be a little fun. All right. And now that you've uh, heard Dylan's AFC East preview, which it, it's always a fun division because Patriots are going to win it nine times out of ten but after that it's kind of open dolphins aren't as far back as everybody thinks i would say uh yeah that's just my opinion i'm not the afc's preview guy so it doesn't matter anyway but uh looking at should i go uf miami first or arizona hawaii uh i'll go uf i'll go in order of the games played whatever um so looking at florida and miami First, of course, most teams' success begins with their quarterback. So you really have to look at Felipe and Jaron uh, because Tate Martell did not win the quarterback competition like we all thought he would. Uh, so that sucks. For I think it's a fan. I've never seen Jaron play, so I don't know what he's like. But I know I've seen Tate Martell play a little bit, and I find him pretty exciting. Um. Yeah, a lot of it's going to come down to Felipe and Jaron, who's going to play better because both these both of these teams have pretty pretty sound defenses, and I'd say Florida has better playmakers uh, on the offensive side of the ball. But again, if these quarterbacks mess up, which Jaron's very young, Felipe's very inconsistent. So if these quarterbacks mess up, it will destroy this team. These either one of these teams' chances at winning, and then a player versus player matchup that I'm looking forward to personally is Jeff Thomas, the wide receiver on Miami, taking on or going toe to toe with C.J. Henderson, who I think is cornerback one. So that's to me, this is a very big matchup, and. Jeff Thomas, of course, last year got kicked off the team, and then he came back this year, and it's kind of, um, 
kind of a I'll say it's kind of a shit show uh, with what happened with him getting kicked off the team and then coming back. And then on the other side, C.J. Henderson is just one of the most respected players on Florida's defense. If not the most respected player on Florida's defense, he's rocking the number one, which in Florida or at Florida is very prestigious. Uh, you have to be a superstar on and off the field. So the fact that he's wearing one just means a ton, especially as a corner. I don't think we've seen that since Vernon Hargraves, who maybe his pro career hasn't been perfect so far, but in college he's a beast. Um, and then more than a Florida offensive player versus Miami defensive side would be LaMichael Pirine, Florida's tailback, versus Miami's linebackers, because Shaq Quarterman and Michael Pinckney are two of the top linebackers in not just the ACC, but in the country right now. So if Pirine doesn't get going and they have to rely on the arm of Felipe Franks, this is going to be a long game for Florida. So if it really comes down to can P. Ryan get going, which I think he can, uh, I love him. And of course, this is all everything I say you can, if you want to, you could chalk up the Florida bias. I'm trying to be very unbiased here, as unbiased as I can. Um, I think he can get going, but I don't think he's going to be able to gash this defense like he's been able, like he did last year to some defenses. Um, but it's just, if he can't get going, it's a nightmare for Florida. Um, and then a, a storyline, at least for Miami, is Tate Martell and Nkosi Perry. We don't know if they'll play. We know Jaron's starting, but we don't know if Nkosi Perry or Tate Martell, I hope I'm saying Perry's first name right, uh, I'll just say Perry or Martell. We don't know if they'll play. I would think that at least uh, Tate Martell gets in a little bit just because of his versatility. and But, I mean, at the same time, he lost his starting job, so can he really be that huge of a playmaker for them at this point in time? And also, I'd like to know how he's going to bounce back from this because he's developed a very he's developed a reputation very quickly that at the first sight of any issue, he's going to back down. So we might see... Tate Martell, if uh, Jaron Williams struggles early, which he might because Florida tends to be a very sound defensive team. They're looking like they're going to do the same thing this year. So if he struggles, could we see Tate Martell come in or will Nkosi Perry come in? Uh, it's going to be interesting because someone has to make some plays here. And Jeff Thomas is a stellar wide receiver, but someone has to get him the ball. That's what it really comes down to. And then offensively for the Gators, Kadarius Toney is wearing number one, which still same thing as defense. It's a very prestigious number. People don't wear that. Last year, we didn't have a number. We, damn, Florida. Uh, <laughs> Florida didn't have a number one on the team because Dan Mullen said that you need to earn that number, and he felt that no one earned it last year. So, again, superstar on the field and off the field. So, that's high praise. CJ Henderson, Kadarius Tony have a lot, or have very high expectations going into this season. And Kadarius Tony, he was someone that 
I know myself as a fan, and I know a lot of other Florida fans feel like he was underutilized and that he he can provide such a uh, he could bring, he's he could be a gadget player. He's not as good as Percy Harvin was, but he could be like Percy Light is what Florida fans hope from him. And yeah, a lot of people feel that he was very underutilized. I know Ahmad Black uh, tweeted about it, that he felt that he's very underutilized. So did Jacquez Green or Jacquez. I'm sorry, I'm trying. Uh, I suck with some names. Uh, I know that they both had a whole Twitter discussion about Kadarius Tony being underutilized with Florida. So that's that's something interesting. See, I was shocked that he got number one. Just because with how very little he saw the ball and got the touches that we felt he deserved, it's a little shocking that he got number one to be that superstar player. Um, and then the final prediction for me for that team, for that game, it sounds homer, but I think Florida takes it 24-21. I just don't think Miami's there yet. I think there are questions at quarterback for both teams, of course. I just feel more comfortable picking the senior quarterback in Franks as opposed to the redshirt freshman in Jaron Williams. So that's really what it came down to. I think it'll be a very close game. I don't think it'll be super high scoring. But it's going to be a fun one. And I can't wait to be watching this game. I'm so excited. Um, and I'll be in a slightly later time zone. So... It won't be as late when the game ends. But going to the late game, Hawaii and Arizona, uh, a lot less hyped, of course, because Florida-Miami has their whole rivalry. But Hawaii-Arizona has the makings of being a college football fan's dream. Um, I'll talk a little bit about the quarterbacks later since they're like the main event here. But Jalen Harris... Uh, an Arizona edge defender that people are expecting to break out. He has to make some plays and disrupt Cole McDonald, Hawaii's quarterback. But Hawaii returns their entire starting offensive line. So it's not going to be easy. Whether or not you have a strong opinion on Hawaii's offensive line, to bring back an entire unit helps a lot because you don't really go through that whole early season trying to gel together problem uh they can kind of just get in and go and then speaking of getting in and going colin schooler linebacker on arizona is a tackling machine um he needs to be able to wreak some havoc because hawaii's offense is potent and if he can't make the impact that people are expecting from him, it's going to be a long day for Arizona, or a long night for Arizona, because he is so important to the success of this defense, which in this game, there's probably going to be a lot of points scored. So you need all the defense that you can get. And Arizona offensively, has J.J. Taylor, who is a small but mighty running back, and uh, he's like he's like five six, like he's tiny, and he's listed at five six, so there's a chance he's even shorter than that. Um, so he is tiny, 
but he's a very talented back, and Hawaii has a very average to below average looking defense. Uh, they lost Jelani Tavai, who a lot of people like. A lot of people loved him, and uh, they unfortunately lost him. So he was kind of the leader of that defense. It's going to be interesting to see how Hawaii plays defense early on in the season, whether or not. Obviously, every defense is going to have their hiccups, but if Hawaii is going to be affected more by losing Tavai. Then offensively, Hawaii returns a lot of talent. Um, they lost John Arsua. But not that they lost him, but he went to the NFL draft. And, um... <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> and Hawaii brings back their leading rusher in Freddie Holly. They bring back their number two receiver, according to their production from last year, uh, in Cedric Bird. Then they bring back JoJo Ward, who is their number three receiver, and Marcus Armstrong Brown was their number four receiver. So they bring back John Osir was their leading receiver. They bring back three of their top four receivers. They bring back their leading rusher. They bring back their entire offensive line. And they bring back Cole McDonald. So this offense is one that's just going to get going immediately. They're not going to be out of sync. They're not going to need to gel a ton. They just have to get into the game and get going. Play their game. Hawaii has a good offense. They had a good offense last year. Hawaii needs to just get back into it. And hope that their defense can make enough plays to, at the very least, keep them in it. To the point where maybe they could upset Arizona. I, I, I'd say upset because I think Arizona is going to win this game. So I say upset. Uh, but yeah, it's it comes down to basically, in my opinion, who can make just that stop. Like it's probably going to come down to who scores last, which is always exciting to see. Uh, you love to see that. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to who scores last. I know Arizona, wow, Arizona's actually a 12-point favorite, or 11.5-point favorite. Uh, I think it'll be closer than that. I thought Arizona, I was going to say Arizona 42, Hawaii 35. There's just going to be one touchdown difference. Um, And of course, I said I would get to the quarterbacks later. Cole McDonald and Khalil Tate. Two guys that they look... Like, they would be awesome to play with an NCAA. Um, they're fun quarterbacks, They're but they are college quarterbacks, and a lot of people question a lot of their pro prospects. They uh, Khalil Tate has been asked already if he'd be willing to move to wide receiver, and he might have to in order to get a shot in the NFL. Cole McDonald, Hawaii quarterbacks always tend to put up ton, a ton of stats, but they don't tend to be successful in the NFL. So they have questions for both of these quarterbacks. And the biggest question for me is Khalil Tate. Which one are we going to see? Are we going to see 2017 Khalil Tate, where he ran for 300 yards versus Colorado? Or are we going to see 2018 Khalil Tate, where he I'm not seemed tentative to run, like he didn't want to do it? Could be the new system, could be multiple reasons, but... uh. Maybe he was just trying to prove that he could be a passer, but 
he needs to be willing to open up and run. Of course, trust your arms. I've seen him make some insane throws where Dylan and I spoke about it actually. It was it was just ridiculous. He was he rolled out to his left, threw it from an awkward position and it was one of the best throws I've ever seen. Accuracy-wise, decision-wise it was very much not um but you also need to be able to if you have the ability to run like he does he runs like a running back and i think he's got in my opinion he's got a decent nfl arm he could be great if he just didn't play scared and if he just trusted himself so i think if we see a mix of 2017 running Khalil Tate and 2018 wanting to pass Khalil Tate, he could be a Heisman candidate, especially if this team is successful. Um, so yeah, I just, that was, that I'm looking forward to both matches, both matches, both games is what I'm trying to say, both matchups. I'm excited for week zeros finally here. Um, and by the time you listen to this, I will be in New Orleans. So thank you. Uh, again, I'm Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can follow Whole Nine Sports on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Whole Nine Sports. Leave an iTunes review. Tweet at us. Comment on Instagram. Comment on Facebook. Do whatever you want. Interact with us. We love it. Uh, thank you and... Have a good weekend. I will talk to you after hopefully Florida beats Miami and Arizona beats Hawaii. Hello, and welcome back to the Whole Nine Sports Podcast. Uh, You are listening to this. This will probably be part two of the episode because me and Brandon, uh, Brandon's traveling, uh, so we couldn't match up on a time. Uh, to record a full episode, I'm sure I haven't listened to his part actually yet, so I'm sure he is. Uh, he's explained this all to you, but we have me here, um, and I am here to talk about the AFC East with you and preview what the upcoming season is going to look like for all the boys and girls over, mainly boys, um, playing football over there, um, in the uh, in the Northeast. And Miami, I forgot that they were part of this division um, for a second there, but I mean, haven't we all forgot about Miami for a little bit in the past decade? Um, so, yeah, how are y'all doing? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm, uh, I'm about to leave for New Orleans uh, in a little bit, so I'm pretty excited. I'm just, you know, getting uh, getting this recorded, having some fun. Uh, been watching some preseason football, and uh, Daniel Jones is obviously a Hall of Famer. That's all I gotta say about that. Um, so Brandon should be happy about that. Um, and so I mean, I might as well just hop into it. Um, because I have no one else here to to rant off of for a second with uh with my my pre episode uh nonsense. So um. Y'all know how these episodes go by now. Uh, first off, I'm going to talk about the standings and what I think the standings are going to be for the AFC East. Um, I will let this be put out into the world. 
uh, before I get in and start talking about these football teams. I did live in Buffalo for a couple years, so I do have a rooting interest for the Buffalo Bills. Um, but it's also kind of the reason why I know a little bit more about this division. I mean, I'm obviously a Saints fan through and through uh, till I die. But I, I do have a rooting interest in the Bills. I do want them to do well. Um, so for the standings, I think last place is going to be the Miami Dolphins. Uh, kind of, duh. Um, Rosen has not looked terrible in the in the preseason, but I don't think he is to the level that some of the other guys are so far. Um, I mean, he's not better than Sam Darnold. I don't think he's better than Josh Allen, uh, which is probably the closest, um, not comparison, but like talent level, I'd say. Um, and he is definitely better than Tom Brady. Um, yeah, no, I said that right. <laughs> um, and, but but around the head, like a team as a whole, even outside of Rosen, I just don't think is up to snuff with the rest of the division. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they're tanking for Tua. Um, I'd also like them like to see them take like Lavishka Chenault if uh, Josh Rosen doesn't pan out, who I still think is the best wide receiver in the class. Uh, Jerry Judy, not too far behind. Uh, third place, I have the New York Jets. Um, I Their offseason was okay. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't hate it. Um, I don't, I didn't hate the, the player acquisitions. There's just a lot of turmoil in the front office, obviously. So I just, uh, their team as a whole, again, um, I just like the two other teams better. Um, and I think that they're going to have a better chance to, uh, to, to finish ahead of them. Um, so I just have them coming in at third. The Buffalo Bills I have finishing second in the division. Um, yeah, I think they've made a lot of strides. I think they're going to be better than last year. Uh, I'm in love with their offseason. Um, and I think Josh Allen is going to be improved and be in, hopefully the new offensive upgrades are going to be enough to give them some some breathing room and some some wins. Uh, so I think that they're probably going to be finishing second in the division. And the perennial division winner, the New England Patriots, I don't really need to explain why that's going to happen. Uh, it just is. We should all expect it by now. They're going to start off like, oh, man, is Brady is is Brady done? Is Brady over? Is, is, is Brady done now? Like, is he going to retire? He's washed. He's washed. And then they're going to win 14 straight games and make us all live through the last Super Bowl again, uh, which was just miserable. That was a terrible Super Bowl. I don't care what anyone says. Um, and then, yeah, so moving on to the betting odds to win the division. Uh, let me see. Let me see. What, what what is what does Odd Shark have them at? Ugh. Hey. Hey. Um Miami Dolphins plus twenty five hundred to win the division. No. That's a it's good odds, but no. I don't just I don't wanna see uh I don't I don't see Rosen leading me to winning twenty five hundred bucks on that. Uh but you know. 
Uh, the Buffalo Bills plus 950. Uh, I would 100% take that. That's a good. Uh, that's good. I mean, the 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 Patriots are the reason that it's that. Uh, those are the odds, um, but I definitely, like I said, I have them at the second best chances to win the win the division. And plus nine fifty, I definitely see there there's an avenue for them to 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 finish atop the AFC East. Um, so plus nine fifty is actually not too bad, not too bad. Uh, New York Jets plus six hundred, um, uh, that's not terrible either. Um, like the Jets could turn it on and they could be amazing. Um, they got uh, one of the top three best players in the draft. Um, so he uh, and Leonard Williams could destroy offensive lines. And then if Sam Donald can turn it on and become a god, uh, I could see that. So I would probably take plus 600. Um, and then. New England Patriots minus five hundred. I would never, uh, I would never take those odds for any others. There's no reason to take minus five hundred odds. Um, no, it's just, it's, I wouldn't take that. That's just bad odds. I mean, they're probably gonna win it, but uh, minus five hundred is not good odds for me. Seeing how it is, there's there's an avenue for two other teams to finish uh, winning because uh, they, they both were heavily improved um, and should be good coming into the next season. I just don't see uh, a reason to go nine, minus 500 for the Patriots there. Um, if it seems like I'm kind of moving through this kind of quickly, it's because I am because this is the second part of the episode, so um, no need to drone on. Uh like some of our guests do. I'm joking. That was a joke. That was a joke, guys. Please. It was a joke. Calm down. Oh, my God. No, it was a joke. Um, Envy. No. The next question is, which team had the best offseason? And I think that's pretty obvious. I think that's the Buffalo Bills. Because no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. But seriously, I think it's because... I just think that they're, uh, they had some good uh, offseason signings like Frank Gore... Cole Beasley, John Brown, Mitch Morse, Kevin Johnson, Tyler Croft. Uh, I, I think that their uh, their additions with uh, I mean they lost Kyle Williams, but they immediately added Ed Oliver, and they also drafted Devin Singletary and Cody Ford. Um, I just was in. Uh, you can read uh, what I thought on uh, on whole nine sports uh, more in depth, but uh, I I did. I did love, uh, love their off season. Uh, second place is probably the the Patriots, um, just because I mean they always seem to have have something going on. I mean I like Demarius Thomas, even though he might get cut, it wouldn't surprise me. The Benjamin Watson coming out of retirement, going to the Patriots. Jamie Collins, uh, coming. Uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins, obviously to replace Rob Gronkowski. Um, but from what they lost to what they brought back, and then I also did like their draft a lot with uh, Damian Harris, Nikhil Harry, Chase Winovich, and Jawan Williams. Uh, I think they had a good. Uh, think they had a good draft, which again you can read in uh, Whole Nine Sports. I did a little bit more of an overview, uh, more in depth. And then uh, 
the Jets and the 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 Dolphins, neither of them had a really good off season, so you can kind of just like uh flip flop. I mean, the Jets were probably worse just because of the front office stuff. Um so yeah, I'd probably just say they were worse. Um and then uh MVP of the division uh, it's probably going to be Tom Brady. Um if if I had to guess uh just because duh it makes sense. Um I mean it's kind of a given, I would say, uh just because it's what has been for the best like if 40 years. I feel like it it's been 40 years and he's won the he's been the best player in the division for forever. Um and I don't really know maybe Le'Veon Bell if he has a really good season could could also be in contention or uh Sam Darnold which I just don't see. So probably it's either going to be Tom Brady or if Le'Veon Bell has another great season and comes back and uh just really really provides for that offense. Uh defensive player of the year, uh it's going to be Jamal Adams. Uh he is an, an outstanding safety. Um now that Derwin James is gone indefinitely with the foot injury, I think he's the best safety in the league and He's going to wreak havoc on the AFC East and whoever the Jets play this year because I don't know their schedule off the top of my head. Rookie of the year is going to either be Quinn and Williams or Ed Oliver. And if I had to give it to someone, I would probably go Ed Oliver. Um, just because the Bills' defense is, has been good the past couple of years, and I think going into the role, immediately starting and being like the guy on the defense uh like on the defensive line the front seven he's he's already the guy so i think that uh that he is going to be he's going to be thrown into that and really succeed and i think i think ed oliver's probably going to be the rookie of the year um most improved on each team uh for the dolphins i think i'm going to go kalen ballage the the kalen ballage however you say that um the running back out of there, I think uh, they haven't had a great run of using running backs, but uh, Adam Gase is out of there um, and into the Jets, so you don't have to worry about that as much. And I just, I just like Kalen Ballage. Um, he, uh, he, he interests me, and I think he he's shown some some promise. And I think if anyone on that team is going to jump out this year, it's probably going to be him. Uh, if it's not him, I'd probably go like Raekwon McMillan or Jerome Baker or something like that. Uh, for the Jets, I'm gonna go Quincy and Nunwa. He hasn't been he's not he hasn't been a bad player in like uh I just think that if there's an uh, there's an opportunity for him to finally go over like a thousand yards and get more than four touchdowns this year. Um so if he does that uh, I think that'll be good enough for him to win uh, to win most improved on that team. Uh, it could also just be Sam Darnold because I mean he's he has a lot of a lot of room to grow, and uh, if he does that, I'd be impressed. And uh, he could do it, and then he could also be the most improved for the Patriots. Um, 
I'm going to go with whoever replaces Patrick Patrick Chung uh, for safety, um, which is going to be Deron Harmon or Obi Melawanfu. I think if anyone on that team is going to win best and most improved, I think it could be Obi. Um, he's been an intriguing player uh, since he got drafted just because of his size um, at that position. But he hasn't really played much, and he's second on their depth chart behind uh, Patrick Chung. So if Patrick Chung gets taken out, I could see Obi coming in, and since it's the Patriots, he'll probably destroy everyone now that he's on a new team. Um, he, he hasn't played very much, though. So um, I think if, if he goes and plays to the hype that he had coming into the league, it won't be too hard for him to be the most improved player because he has like three tackles in his career. Um, and then for the Bills, I'm going to go Levi Wallace, cornerback. Uh, he's a, he was an undrafted guy out of Alabama who had like one, he only played like one full season at Alabama and had a good season. And he played like half of last year for the Bills um, and had a really good season just for playing half of a half of a season, um, and I think he could come in and be that second cornerback by uh, next to uh, opposite uh, Tre'Davious White and really perform in that defense, which is gonna I think has a lot of has a lot of dudes on it this year. If it's not him, I'll probably say like Tremaine Edmonds or Matt Milano. So any someone on the defense is gonna be the most improved. Um, and so yeah, that really does it for my, uh, my overview of, oh, the Patriots got Cameron Meredith, so he's probably going to be most improved because they're going to make him a god, of course, just because he's a wide receiver. Um, yeah, so I think that really does it for the episode. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, my name is Dylan Sanders, obviously. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dilly Sanders. You can uh, please leave us an iTunes review or a Spotify review. Follow us on Spotify. I mean, it's all free. Uh, talk to us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at Whole9Sports. And, uh, yeah, um, college football starts this weekend, so we all have something to be excited about. I just need to believe it's all part of a plan. Lost a part of me, but I am still here. Why should I to us?